up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. We don't ever pass up an opportunity to dunk on the boys from Dallas. A squad, a record label, as a motherfucking crew. Y'all niggas suck. Y'all some, y'all some shit right now, so. It's not even that they suck. Because they're not the only shitty team out here. We should know. Right? hmm These niggas came to D.C. like some bitches. Like, let's be real. <laughs> there was quitter. no point in that game where it looked like they were even playing hard for them. Nope. That was disgraceful. When they got the stop on the goal line, when we had the worst QB sneak in the history of QB sneaks, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, we might have a problem on our hands. But outside of that, yeah. they didn't But they show. weren't even boosted like that after that play, man. Mm-hmm. They really weren't. Like, I don't even want to take away from our W because I like beating the shit out of them. But they have quit. Their fans have quit. The coaches quit. Like, y'all are some quitters, some front-running quitters. That Fans is the talking about they got side chicks and shit. They, they rolling with their second teams and shit. Side chicks. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a front-running organization, man. Mm-hmm. Front-running. Mm-hmm. Whole fan base. Oh, you know, NFC title game. Super Bowl. We got five weeks in, six weeks in. They're acting like they don't have games no more. <laughs> the team saw their quarterback get concussed. You niggas stood there and watched. McCarthy was right. Why didn't you all do anything? Dalton's you know laying there like a dead body and shit. Right. Dalton laying there like a dead body. Y'all just standing there looking. What the fuck are y'all? Y'all ain't even help the nigga up. Nothing. Y'all ain't even trying to. You good? You good, Andy? No. Because yeah, y'all are some losers. Didn't yeah, go pick up his helmet or nothing. Just let didn't not. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> go get his air flap. That was at the fucking 45 yard line and shit. Mouthpiece on the 25. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but for real, at the same time, I feel like that sort of mentality is a reflection of the coach's attitude towards the, the team in general. Like if they were playing for Bill Parcells, yeah, somebody might've got smacked out there after Dalton got his bell rung. Like I was listening to Keyshawn Johnson on first take and he said way back when somebody hit Terry Glenn late and Keyshawn Johnson comes running from 30 yards out and drop kicks somebody, you know, took his team out of field goal range, yada, yada. And then Parcells had yelled him on the sideline. But after the game, Parcells was like, I understand why you did it. Listen, man, ain't nobody coming here and, and throwing bows and throwing uh, hands for Mike McCarthy. Like, nigga. Yeah, but, nah, but you know what, Paul? You know what, Paul? And you know, I'm a, I am a huge Mike McCarthy critic. I was very happy when the Cowboys hired him. That is not about the coach. That's your fucking teammate, man. Not and y'all sure. acting like some hoes. <laughs> you see your man get concussed. You are, you are, y'all are out here getting your asses whooped. Your man got concussed, and y'all really were just thinking about going home. Niggas <laughs> check the clock and shit. Well, <laughs> you're like, damn, the trainer's gonna come out and get him off the field. What the fuck? <laughs> like that is, but you know what's funny? We used to. The reason I was so disgusted by their performance because I've seen that. Yeah, on our seen side. That shit here. Mm-hmm. Yep. The fucking mm-hmm. Zorn end of the Zorn era. I've seen mm-hmm. that shit here before. Mm-hmm. My niggas doing this in week seven. It's crazy, man, because honestly, I, I think in all the years that we've watched Skins Boys or now Washington, Dallas, wherever you want to call it, like, I don't think I've ever seen Dallas that shitty. 
Yeah. You know, like, they've had some bad teams, bro, but it's like they weren't interested. Like, nope. I mean, we shut down C.D. Lamb to, like, mm-hmm. he's been getting six. I understand they're, they're without Dak. Like, obviously, they've had a lot of injuries, but it's just like to have, like, all those toys and Amari, C.D., like we, I, I don't even remember Michael Gallup playing. It was just like the right. They, they, they didn't even have absolutely a nothing. They weren't nothing. a threat to us at any point during that game. Right. You know, it's funny you brought up Amari. Do you remember what they used to say about Amari? Mm-hmm. I sure do. Remember what the Raiders said about Amari? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember what they said at the end of the season about Amari last year? We tried to sign that nigga. That nigga soft, soft. Can you imagine if we had given Amari that contract? The five for one ten, and in a game where we're one and five, we're playing against Dallas, and he has a zero for zero burger or whatever he has. What do he have? Versus he, 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 he had seven. He had seven for eighty. He had seven catches, eighty yards. But yeah. how many of those catches mattered? But that was their whole knock on him. Mm-hmm. His biggest play was when uh Ben DiNucci came in and hit him down the side. Yeah, ben DiNucci, <laughs> hey, I Cliff. tell y'all, hey Cliff Rainman, this nigga said. <laughs> Ben DiNucci <laughs> is going to finish his game for Dallas. And we was like, all right, Cliff. All right, Cliff. And this is like the third time you had a wild take that ended up being true. This, this is the Cliff. What's lottery numbers going to be like tomorrow, man? Shit. Shit, if I do, I got to work already. <laughs> yeah, Ben DiNucci. He was yeah, out there. James man. Madison. You know, the, you know what the wildest thing is? It's like, yeah, they quit. Of course they quit. They honestly no-showed. They didn't want to be yeah, there. But they you, see, you see them dropping passes. Jalen Smith looked like he lost his mm-hmm. responsibilities. Folks missing tackles. Trayvon Diggs is giving up long uh, touchdowns to McLaurin. And these niggas on sideline just like, oh, Jordan Shrug. Oh, well. Right. Speaking oh, of uh, Diggs. What time, what time is our flight? Diggs, calm yourself. Humble yourself, my, my G. Humble yourself before you step to the throne of Terry McLaurin, motherfucker. Hey, we McLaurin say- scored that touchdown. was like, you too little. Hit him with the Westbrook shit. Like, bro, who was who he to come out his mouth coming at Terry like that? You know, y'all know Terry. Like, Terry a humble dude, bro. Mm-hmm. For, for him to react like that, he must have really said some slick shit to that brother. Yeah, but you, listen, I like Trayvon Diggs. I do. This is Terry. This is 17, boy. Somebody mm-hmm. should have warned you before you step on that field. Like, listen, 17's a dog. So before you open your mouth, make sure you're ready. And the whole time he sat on that Slant the whole game. He sound that slant. This man seventeen gave him the quick jab, bah, bah, and I'm gone. Sick. The funniest part about you I'm know what the funniest part about that touchdown though. After he scored, like celebrated, celebrated with his teammates. Like when Diggs was running back towards the sideline, oh, he was running at him, right man. with him, talking to him like, "Yeah, motherfucker." I'm right. Here. <laughs> and you can see he was talking to him right after he, he was scored. Like, you was yelling at. Him. That shit hurt Diggs' feelings. He said Diggs ain't say shit the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is there to say? Y'all here getting smacked that. out here. By the way, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, my God. That nigga look like old Emmett out there. Has the look new like, contract kicked in for Zeke? That's a good question. That's it. They better hope. Hope they got the receipt. Dog, Zeke had 12 carries for 45 yards, man. Dog, if you took the 21 off his chest and took the midriff and the nose ring out, I would have swore that was fucking Troy Hambrick. This nigga stinks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga like Edmund Smith in the Cardinals jersey out there, boy. <laughs> nah, uh, you know what? 
the Cowboys, your fan base and your franchise, you've done a lot of talking. They've done a lot of talking now. So all they've been doing all years now. Talking. Right? So you remember when we had our injury problems, they had a lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. When Griffin got injured, they had lots had a of lot jokes. Of memes. A lot of memes. Prescott get hurt. They're like, hey, you guys say get well soon, man. You know, you shouldn't be open for injuries. Like, no one's hoping for injuries for Dak. But I know this. Your reign is over. That nigga's <laughs> back to being garbage. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I and I keep seeing Jerry and his son. Oh, we love Mike McCarthy. You know why they love him? Because they owe that nigga fifty million. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the wild thing: the Cowboys can be as rich as they want to be. They not spend a hundred million dollars on coaches. If you fire McCarthy, the next coach you hire, you're gonna have to pay him big money. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a hundred million dollars in coach's salary, head coach salaries. Oh no, this stuff, McCarthy's not going anywhere. Cliff, he's here for the long haul. Beautiful. Mm. Four more years. <laughs> Four more forever. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it that's crazy is it's clear that he's not the right man for this job. He wasn't the right man when they hired him. Anybody that is in a position like Jerry and Stephen Jones would know this time to fire him at the end of the season. I wouldn't fire him now. At the end of the season, you got to rid yourself of this coach and start over. But they're not going to do it. They're going to hold on to this man because they owe this man a grip. So mm-hmm. good luck to y'all, niggas. We'll see what happens. But, dog, why did they hire him? Why? Because I wish I could give you an answer, honestly. I I really don't know. I don't know if maybe they wanted to see – well, maybe they wanted to see Dak in that Green Bay offense, but really yeah, it's California offense. So the I nigga know. literally got fired for underachieving. Oh, I know. He had one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play the game. And you got fired because you mm-hmm. underachieved. Yep. I'm in analytics now. Oh, man, if you don't get your Western Pennsylvania ass up out of here. <laughs> Did you hear what he said about um, winning four games in the division when they talked about analytics? I'm like, first off, Coach, that's not analytics. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's not analytics <laughs> at all. That's first off. <laughs> Second off, talking about win four division games, nigga, you're one and six or, or two and five or whatever y'all niggas are. Like, you should worry about just winning regular games first before we're talking about division games. That's, that's. Who starting on Sunday? Who they got on? They got Philly next, right? Yeah, Philly on Sunday. Sunday night football. Why that's still on Sunday night, I don't know. But I guess they'll get the ratings. Yeah. To be honest, we probably want Dallas to win that game, right? Them niggas mm. not winning that game, dog. Nah, they're not winning. <laughs> I mean, I know they're not winning, but getting for the long, shit for kicked out. Record purposes, it'd be great to give Philly another L until you know they get yeah. to the rough part of their schedule. Yeah. Uh, did you see that? Uh, I saw this. I think I'm gonna put this in the chat. I think we have the eighth easiest schedule moving forward. Philly has like the third easiest. I mean, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> Nothing Listen. about our schedule is easy. Nah. No, we are nobody. I, Paul, I know it's not you saying. It, I'm just saying. I know. I nothing know. about our schedule is easy. We are still a two and five football team. Mm-hmm. We probably just played the worst team in the league. Not probably. What we need to do is come out of the bye the week. <laughs> They're worse than the Jets right now. They ain't worse than the Jets right now. Nah, Paul. The, I, 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 can't, I can't do that. Hey, Cliff. Cliff? Hey, I thought the Jets were going to win on Jets, Sunday. Cliff. <laughs> who did Jets play on Sunday? Auburn? <laughs> but Cliff, who did Jets, who did Jets play on Sunday? This past Sunday or next Sunday? Who did they play next Sunday? Oh my God! They got the Chiefs. Casey? Oh my God! Hey, how the Chiefs had their backup quarterback scoring touchdowns on Sunday? There's a strong chance Mahomes is done by halftime. Mm-hmm. Wow! 
So wow. fans of heads, make sure that you realize that they're playing the Jets. So you expect them to big A from homes and we sit on the bench in uh, street clothes not at halftime. <laughs> y'all gonna be y'all niggas gonna be pissed. <laughs> you come out at halftime with the fucking chief sweatsuit on, dog. Right. <laughs> <laughs> with his stats just showing at the bottom. <laughs> oh man. They gonna say Mahomes, 16 for 18. 285, three tutties. Yeah, I need more. I need more. We need and his more. day is over. It's over, dog. <laughs> Motherfucker gonna come out of the locker room with a bag of Skittles and a knit hat. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's preseason. Oh let's, my God. let's get to the football team, man. Because you know what? This is our first W pod since week one. Yes. Jesus. We've been shitting on these niggas for literally five weeks. Yeah. You know what, Ron Rivera? We're not going, we're not even going to disrespect you, man. Congrats. Congrats on your last treatment, man. Absolutely. Yeah. The team close. came out ready to play. And you were physical as shit. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I knew it was going to be a long day for the Cowboys because they were getting punked out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give credit where credit's due. I, that's one thing that I really wanted to focus on because I know the Cowboys think this is not much of a win when it comes to the grand scheme of this season because let's not forget who we played the cowboys are terrible you showed up you handled business so i'll give you credit for that they played well scott turner he, he obviously either saw my tweets or he listened to the podcast because this nigga was dialing him up on sunday like no that motherfucker heard me say he got 10 weeks <laughs> <laughs> now how many times I, I lost count i was actually keeping tally and i forgot to finish it off I saw a lot of 24 and 41 on the field at the same time on Sunday. More times than I've seen at any point during the season. That was good to see. Antonio Gibson, what, 20 for 128. McKissick yeah, had five for 35 and another two for 16 out of the backfield on receiving yards. This is the way I wanted to see them used all season. Get them in space. Get them in mismatches. And let them cook. That, this, is, this is really what I wanted to see from Scott Turner and Ron Rivera the entire year. I hope they keep this shit up. I got to give a big up to Scott because I've been flambeing his ass for weeks. Um, <laughs> no, oh, seriously, all jokes aside. <laughs> all jokes aside, man, like big ups to Scott. That's the type of game plan. Like I can actually say game plan because I feel like I understand what he was trying to do. Like we were, like you said, Cliff, we were physical on Sunday. Like we ran the ball right at him. Mm-hmm. We had play action like, Kyle didn't have no crazy numbers, but he was efficient. Third downs, he did some scrambling. Like, we made plays. I mean, for the lack of talent that we had at receiver on Sunday, like, obviously, we only had Terry Sims. I mean, he moved McKissick and Gibson around in the slot. He was yeah. he put Hemingway in there a couple of times with Sprinkle and Thomas. Like, like you said, Paul, be creative. Like, we know the offense lacks talent, but do put your players in position to succeed, man. I just felt like I, I, I love the game plan that Scott came with because I felt like we attacked him and we put him we put him away at halftime. So yeah. big up to Scott Turner. <clears throat> and I think a lot of, I think a lot of the uh, Gibson kissing stuff was because we didn't have any receivers. I was gonna say that. And so he didn't have any choice but to mm-hmm. do what he said he they said he was gonna be doing to begin with. Look, a lot of stuff worked. No question. The Cowboys were really terrible. So I so it's it's sort of a weird. It's sort of hard for me. We're gonna take it, but like, we're not gonna overreact. Right. Because I'm like with- I know what I, I know the team I saw, but I know the previous week we looked about the same offensively. 
right? Our, our offense, I think we put up right around the same numbers for real as mm-hmm. we did against the Giants. <clears throat> yeah, I have the numbers. The offensive right here. line, offensive line, they were excellent, man. Right? And you gonna shout out your man or not? You gonna shout out your boy seventy six to what? See, see, y'all not gonna do this, man. Y'all not gonna <laughs> act like I was the only person on here making fun of Morgan Moses. But you know what, Morgan Moses, you playing well. All right, you're playing good football. That's the one part of the field that the Cowboys are healthy. Uh-huh. You got your asses mopped out there. Cornelius Lucas, I ain't hear your name on Shout game. out Cornelius that Lucas. Game. That means you had a great game. We have a six yards of play. All right. Uh-huh. Converted third downs, uh-huh. which we've been doing the last two weeks with Kyle Allen, converting third downs. Uh-huh. And we started, we got touchdowns, man. Early in the game, just getting touched because if those are field goals, the game is a different tone. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, Logan Thomas, what the fuck is Jalen Smith doing? By the way, he's not good. I'm glad they paid him. Nigga like Mason Foster to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A little Will Compton in in his game. (laughs) Nah, Antonio Gibson. Keep it up, man. Let's keep feeding them, man. Look, I think any game where you can have someone like Gibson and then McLaurin, like this is what we were hoping for, right? The McLaurin and Gibson would be the focal points of the offense. That is the best yep. way for us to move the ball. McKissick is a complimentary piece. Logan Thomas is a complimentary piece. Nah, I love it. Uh, I was very happy with the way we played offense on, on Sunday. Man. Mm-hmm. McLaurin, 11 targets. He needs that every single week. Every he's week been, he's been getting him the past few weeks, to be honest. So I'm glad they're keeping him in in um in heavy rotation as far as who's getting the touches when the eight cars dropping back to pass. But um, yeah, he's been excellent. Logan Thomas made a couple big plays. I, I keep going back to that one third down. It was kind of a risky throw by Allen on on an out route in the third quarter. He went up over who was it he went over? Uh, yeah, it might have been Xavier Woods or something like that. Yeah, that, that was, was a hell of a catch. Yeah. Yep, yep, it's a hell of a catch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even Cam Sims had a con- contribution. Mm-hmm. Hey, called ball. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Shit. Even even, even, even Jeremy, Sprinkle. Jeremy Sprinkle called a ball. Called Corey, a ball. I, was about, I was about to say even Jeremy got one. <laughs> That's how you know we were playing against some bums, dog. <laughs> uh, big Schweitzer and Sheriff, man, they showed up big time in the middle. I honestly, Schweitzer, Rulier, and Sheriff all had good games. And the whole line played great, man. They were. I'm gonna be ass. honest with y'all. Schweitzer is surprising me, and it's a good surprise because. When we first signed him, they was talk they were talking about talking about him like he's just a journeyman. You know, you fill in for a game here and there. Like when he's been on the field, he's been pretty damn solid. Um, I'm yeah. not gonna say he's been our best guard, but he he's had a little stretch where he might have been even playing better football than uh, Brandon Sheriff. So big up to Schweitzer. I got a question for y'all. Don't answer this for me though. Mm-hmm. Depending on how we come out of the bye week, and depending on the health, are you starting Lucas or Christian? Lucas. Great question. Christian, hey, my Christian, better better get comfortable on that sideline, bro. I hope you want to kick team. You want to want a field goal squad? Like, no offense to him. Like, look, yeah, I mean, it's not, and I'm not even trying to go on him, Cliff. But it's like, I mean, obviously, he was one of our biggest questions coming into the year. He's right. been playing some decent football, but we didn't hear Cornelius Lucas' name once. Not and once. whoever was trying to get by him in the pass rush, we didn't hear their names. Like, Shit, that was I was surprised to see Lucas play that well, man. He had a hell of a game. Tank Lawrence. By the way, well, yeah, is who, is who I, shut Alden, <laughs> didn't Alden got, I know Alden got hurt during the game, but he was out there. Yeah. Look, hey, Everson Griffin, 
It's mm-hmm. not like it's not like the D line is the strength of their defense. Sure is. Right. So, and it's kind of funny because when we signed Cornelius uh Lucas, the one game everybody referenced from last year where the Bears is versus the Cowboys when he shut down Tank Lawrence. And then he did the same shit again this year. Like it's like maybe it's just a thing with him. Yeah, uh, I think it's like six eight, six three, eight, four. <laughs> you right, know so who the- Doc compared him to? Ty and Seki. Yeah, and Seki was big as shit too. Mm-hmm. 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 All right, so Giants game they had 337 total yards offense, 33 minutes of uh, time possession, 24 first downs on Sunday, 397 yards of total offense. 36 minutes, time possession, 21 first down. So, yeah, pretty similar. Uh, I mean, not great, more closer to league average, but shit, from league average, from where he was at, that's a that's quite a step up to me. Oh, that's a big step up. And, Absolutely. And, like, if we're if, – look, like, if we're being real, the issue that we were having when Dwayne was in there is that the offense – we might have a touchdown drive, mm-hmm. but the other drives, there was nothing going on. You aren't even getting first downs. You Not even that it was out. just nothing, though, Cliff. They weren't giving the defense a fucking break. They're right. going three and out, three and out, three and out. Defense is on the field all day. They can't catch the breath. Right. And we were starting games behind. Our defense is actually good. Mm-hmm. The issue is, and they and they had their hand in this because they like they're like we've given up first drive touchdowns in this season. Mm-hmm. But we a lot of our games have not even been first half competitive we've been so down at halftime that us having a good defense is no longer even that important because our offense can't come back mm-hmm. if we're getting league average offense you can win, you can beat bad teams with, with this, this defense team. absolutely yeah. absolutely 32nd and third down offense going into the Giants game I think now I heard on Sheen's podcast yesterday they're 27th I know last week on third downs what were they they were Eight for fifteen on third downs, two for twelve touchdowns. That's, great. That's this great. week. This week, I know it's very good again. This week, they nine for fifteen. Nine, nine for fifteen, bro. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you sustain the drive, man. When you're not just saying water break, back on the field, grand yep. opening, grand closing. Like, let your defense get breath. Not a uh, coincidence that the defense has been markedly better the past mm-hmm. couple weeks. Yes, the Giants and the Cowboys aren't that great, but the defense has shown up and they're playing well. They're forcing turnovers. They're forcing the offense to make mistakes, and they're getting more rest because the offense is, is actually doing their thing. And they also know the offense is actually going to score. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, they're not I even, don't care how good your defense is. If your defense – if the defensive players feel like the offense is not scoring, that shit has an effect on your defense, man. And not even to the point of just scoring, though, Cliff. You can't just go on the field and go three and out every fucking drive, man. Like, right. extending the drives leads to – you know, obviously your defense gets a break. You're changing the field position. Like, a lot goes into that. You're not putting your defense in the hole every time they come on the field. So, it's not always just about scoring. I mean, it's about time of possession. You got a punter who is arguably the best punter in the league who usually, when he punts, he mm-hmm. sets our defense up for a good situation. So, mm-hmm. I mean, converting converting 50% of your third downs, I mean, that's that's just great. That's that's amazing. I don't care who you're yeah. playing. That's amazing. We, we got to talk a little bit more about Kyle Allen. Let's talk a little bit more about him because I feel like we kind of just glazed over him. And obviously he's a big, a big topic on this podcast. He was all right, man. That is the Efficient. most I could expect out of Kyle. Like that, yes. if, if we're talking about like how we would expect Kyle to play for us to be successful, that is what we need. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? We need clean games. 
Yep. Mm. We need we need you to not try to make all these plays that you can't make. Play within yourself. Mm-hmm. You get us the first downs. I like how he moves sometimes. Like when he like there was that one third nine where he scrambled. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. There's some elements of his game that frankly we need. Like if to me, if your offense is not talented, it's not good, your quarterback probably needs to run. Right? Like you're gonna need to be able to create third downs in um in ways that are not dictated by the play call. He's able to offer us that, man. So mm-hmm. I'll take those kind of performances. Look, the truth is, we know the guy's going to turn the ball over at some point. Thankfully, Sunday he didn't. So we won the game. Let's be I mean, honest. Not, like, two weeks two weeks ago, he did, and we lost. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, let's, if we be, let's be real. He tried to give it away a couple times. <laughs> he, he, really, like, he really was strong. But um, I was just going to say, it was one drive. Um, I forget the third down play. Paul, I don't know if you remember, but – he was scrambling, but like he didn't see the pass rusher coming from behind him. And it was like, you can see how he's the type of quarterback that had a lot of fumbles in his past because he has an issue protecting the football. Yeah. I mean, he didn't do it on Sunday, big ups. I'm not, I'm not trying to be negative about it, but you do see those plays where you're like, oh God, like, mm-hmm. please. And the mm-hmm. thing about it was, it was a third and six or third and seven. And JD McKissick was streaming across the field. I don't know if he was going to get that first down if he completes that pass. But he's just running with that ball with his handout, running like Mike Gass. Yes. And somebody's in hot pursuit. Well, I, I don't I forget who it was, but yeah, that ball could have easily got poked mm-hmm. out of there. But yeah, like Cliff said, he he's moving the ball with his feet. It's an element that frankly Dwayne didn't have. Mm-hmm. So you combine his efficient dink and dunk, moving the ball in third downs, he's using his legs, and he's taking shots. I mean, that deep ball to Terry, it wasn't like a perfect pass, but that's a 52-yard touchdown. Where were the yeah. deep balls the first six weeks of the season? They were non-existent. We weren't getting any deep chunk plays. We weren't even we, trying to throw the ball downfield. Yeah, we weren't even looking downfield. Play calls, quarterback, all the above. Nobody's looking downfield. So, Yeah, so it, all in all, the offense looks better. And for the people that say that Kyle's not as good as Dwayne, probably not physically, but the offense is better now under Kyle. It's obvious he is Thanks. more ready to play than Dwayne. Right? It's not like... That is a no-brainer. Absolutely. He's more ready to play than Dwayne Haskins is. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Is he good? No. He's okay. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, my whole thing with the NFL is, like, you don't have to have the best quarterback in the league to win, man. You don't. You don't. Does your and quarterback do, like, is he functional in what you're asking him to do? Thank as long you. as we're not asking him to do too much, we should be fine. Channel your inner Alex Smith, man. You ain't got to do the most. Mm-hmm. Right. Just be you don't. efficient. Don't turn the ball over. Keep yeah. not turning the ball over, being efficient, being able to extend some drives. That allows your team to stay in the game. And like we just said earlier, it gives your defense a break. And obviously the defense is the strength of this team. And if we're going if we're going to go somewhere, it's going to be based on the defense. But the offense has got to give them something. And if we can get that weekly, what he did on Sunday, I'll take it. Yeah. We're going to keep the turnovers down. If he mm-hmm. keeps the turnovers down. We'll be in every game. Well, yeah, we'll be in games, and that's mm-hmm. really, like we weren't in games the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Period. After week one, we weren't. In, we were not in those games. Like the mm-hmm. Cleveland game, we were sort of in. Then the turnover started happening. We've been getting our ass kicked some of these weeks. We need mm-hmm. to take care of the ball in order to stay in these games. We don't have any margin for error. Yep. Uh, anything else on offense? Uh, anything else on offense? 
What you about to get to the dogs? Get to the dog side of it. Make, make a trade, please. Make it. That's the only thing I got for the offense. Yeah, let's let's talk about that real need quick. We need to add a receiver. We can't do this. We cannot go on like this. Bro. What's up with Steve Sims? When's he supposed to be back? Next week. Eligible to return week nine. They should trade for a receiver. Cliff, I'm like all for it. Like I told y'all earlier, I'm all for trading for a receiver as long as you're not giving up too much draft capital. Like we saw the rumor for Marvin Jones. Like I'm all for Marvin Jones. But I'm not giving Detroit, like you said, no more than a six or seven. Like, yeah, like if we can pull that off, I'm all for it. Because I'm not even looking at this like make a trade for a receiver so that we can make a run. It's not even like that. We don't have. You need a threat. We we have two NFL receivers, man. Mm-hmm. The, like the reason no one else played is because those guys are not NFL players. Right. We we are way too reliant on Terry right now. Like it makes me uncomfortable. If, like, if something – this is the NFL, man. If something happened to Terry, we would have nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need, like, need to add an NFL receiver. But also, when Sims does come back, like we touched on earlier, I don't know how Scott plans on doing it, but you got to do more with Stevie than trying to send him on the jet sweeps. Like, I, I'm, all, I'm more for doing that with McKissick and Gibson because clearly Gibson excels in that. Like, McKissick with his speed can excel in that. With the lack of talent that we have on the outside, let's try to get Stevie the ball down the field or across the middle of the field. Like, he's got to be more creative as far as getting the ball in the 15 hands because yeah. 17 can't keep doing it by himself. So. Yeah. I, and I think we might see Robert Foster play a lot. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that this by week came at a good time for him because he can get, get acclimated to the offense. Listen, the, the whole thing with Scott Turner's offense, and I think this really helps uh, the limitations of Kyle Allen and this offense is misdirection. When you get these speedsters going from left to right or right to left, and you have even one player in defense out of position, that's when you get these big plays or you get you keep moving the change. Somebody like 15, when he's on the field, Defensive coordinators notice. They know he's on the field. Mm -hmm. So when you give him a crease, he can turn a five-yard gain into a 15-yard gain, into a 25-yard gain, into a touchdown. So he needs to find a role for him where he's on the field a lot. I don't want to see him come back and then you take 41 off the field or 24 off the field. Put them all on the field. Keep them all in the huddle because these Mm -hmm. guys, you, you need your playmakers, man. Yep. You just you straight up, you need him on the field at all times. And there's no reason he can't just be the Z. There's no reason. Then they Thank you. Play him at the Z during uh, training camp, they said, because we don't have a Z receiver. So if we're going to go with two-hour receiver formations, and I don't see any reason why you can't have a two-hour receiver formation with Sims and McLaurin, and then both Gibson and, and uh, McKissick on the field. There's Absolutely. no reason. There's no reason. Yeah, no this, reason. Is, this is in 1996. We don't need two wide receivers, a fullback, a running back. Nigga, keep them all on the field. I don't care where you put them. These are your five best playmakers so far. 41, 24, 17, 15, and 82. Find Mm -hmm. a way to keep all five on the field at once and let's get this shit popping. That's it. That's it. All right. Let's talk about stupid-ass Bostic. I know we already talked about him, but this nigga was lunching. Fans were were trying to defend it. Said it wasn't a penalty. It's like, dog. This ain't jacked up. Right. Those days are over. That's a problem. I forgot about jacked up. This Remember that shit, yard. bro? They banned that shit. They're like, dog, we can't have this on TV no more. We just, we just have the concussion highlight reel. Motherfucker, boss. Down, dog. Get DTE. Motherfuckers, I didn't get punished. Concussion segment. Let me stop. But no, yeah, real shit, though. But Let me Bostic, stop joking. The thing about boxing is, like, 
It's third, and it was like it was third long. Third third long. You Let's keep know it that he's not near the sticks. Right. What are but you doing? You're Cooley made this point too. I don't know if y'all caught it, and he's been saying it for weeks. Bostic doesn't understand his depth. Like when he's dropping back, he has no idea how far he's dropping back. And clearly, when he was dropping back, and then he saw Andy Dalton sprinting, like dude, understand where you're at on the field. Dalton was. Right. Nowhere near the marker. Nowhere so, near. He was giving wake up. the fuck up, Boston. Your, your spatial awareness. If this were Madden, your your awareness would be like a forty. Because there's no way you if you knew where you were in the field, you'd make that hit. You thought he was sliding close to the first down, which literally doesn't, doesn't make it right. You still shouldn't have hit him. You're gonna Boston, get. A, well, he about to get the first. No, <laughs> so you about to get a letter from Roger Goodell's office, probably today or tomorrow, and that Jones gonna say you owe oh, exactly mm-hmm. two game checks. Yep, or, or three game checks like you about to. Jesus Christ, man! This, but even I mean, like, also Bostic don't got a history of doing no stupid shit, so I ain't gonna kill nah. him too much. But you got to know better, Bostic. Like no, we dude, know he's not a dirty player. That's not for me. Who he is. That's but like an easy, you gotta be immediate ejection. You are out of the game. Yeah, so. you gotta go. Right. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever turned on like Twitter before and seen like such a unanimous like yeah, nigga, you gotta sit down for this. So like, you I see think that was true. I think that might have been the worst hit of the year so far, if we're being honest. I did see Kendall Fuller. He was like, what? no, nigga, what are you oh, doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, nigga. That's 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Um, oh, hey, Max Kellerman and Molly Cornwall on first take doing their whole, like, I want him suspended without pay. Oh, shit, 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 your bitch ass up. <laughs> Let's also keep in mind, Max Kellerman and Molly are two of the biggest Giants fans on television. So anything that has to do with our team, they always want it to be negative. Let's keep that in mind. Even still, like, go on to be like, he, they need to be prosecuted. Like, oh, Max is negative about everything when it comes to our team, bro. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, fuck Max Kellerman. Yeah. All right. Only thing I want to hear from Max Kellerman are his boxing takes. I don't Who the fuck is Teofimo fighting next? <laughs> right. I, mean, I ain't trying to hear shit. And I seen you apologize to Tom Brady because of the disrespect mm-hmm. been spreading on that man for years. And you're like, oh, well, I have to apologize. He's not washed. We know, Look. nigga. You don't have to apologize to us. <laughs> I ain't gonna get sidetracked too much, but Stephen A was like, I'm not talking to him about Brady. No more. <laughs> 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 yeah, me weak, bro. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about the rest of the defense, though. Uh, I mean, listen. <laughs> the Cowboys were down a lot of players. Their offensive line was trash. Their back, quarterback was hurt. Still other receivers, but the run game ain't much. Their offense looked just as bad as ours did versus the Rams a few weeks ago. I mean, we spotted them the three with a long uh, kickoff return. Other than that, they might have got shut out in this bitch, for real. Uh-huh. And this is the second straight week. I mean, last week, go back to the Giants game. The Giants had two touchdowns off of turnovers where they played on short fields. I mean, one was literally a, a pick six or a scoop and score touchdown. Mm-hmm. But we gave him six points otherwise. This Sunday, we, we spotted you three, and that's all we gave you. The right. defense has been really balling. Uh, we'll get to Cole Holcomb because I don't think it's a coincidence that he's been back and the defense has been better. Let's talk with the D-line first. First person I want to talk about is Montez Sweat. He's having an all-pro type of season. And I, I don't really think it's necessarily because Chase Young's on the other side. Because Montez is really doing this shit on his own. There's honestly points where I look at this game on Sunday and I'm like, he's putting the team on his fucking back. He's putting the defense on his back, I should say. Like, he's really doing the damn thing for real. I'm not going to knock the Chase effect because obviously Chase is having a major impact on the entire D-line. But 
people that are saying that about Sweat, they don't clearly don't know anything about Montez Sweat. They don't know the type of talent that he has, the ceiling that he had coming out of Mississippi State. Like, we knew this brother was a dog. Um, we didn't know Minuski when he was going to have him his first year, have him drop back 35% of the time. So that probably <laughs> kind of slowed up his development. But this is what a, I expect from Montez Sweat. Why you taking a shot on dog? That wasn't <laughs> necessary, man. You know, Corey got to take one passive aggressive shot every single podcast, man. If it's not going to be at Rivera, it's got to be at somebody I used to be. I ain't going at Ron today. I ain't going to do it, man. You know, <laughs> right? you know, you know, you know Minoski out there coaching, uh, quality control coaching, Western Kentucky State. <laughs> <laughs> but real shit, man. Like, Montez Sweat, this is the player that I expected when we drafted him. I was glad we traded back up to get him. I wanted us to take him at 15. No offense to Dwayne, but uh, I'm so did the front up. office. Ah, yeah. <laughs> well, you mean <laughs> you mean so the, the front office? As it turned out only one person wanted Dwayne at 15. Oh my god! He, he signs but the checks, we, so we ain't gonna we, we ain't gonna kill the owner right now. But this is what I expected from Sweat, man. I know y'all kind of did too. This dude is an athletic freak, and I really think this. <laughs> His ceiling is so high, and like you said, Paul, he's having he's having a Pro Bowl season. I'm I'm hoping he keeps it up, and obviously, I'm expecting Chase to pick it up at some point as well. Obviously, Chase was coming back from his injury, and he's getting a couple get a couple more games under his belt. But this is the Montez Sweat that I expected, and I just think his game is just going to get better and better, fellas. His motor, the motor, is it's incredible. It's he incredible. Plays so hard, he mm-hmm. plays so hard, man. I, I was a big fan of Montez Sweat at Mississippi State. Always, I compare, I compare him to Danielle Hunter. People criticize me for making that comment. The dude is an athletic freak, freak man, freak. Man. So, in a world where he reaches his ceiling, that's oh an all God. pro, yeah. All right, and he's and, and the wild thing about Montez is he's not really playing a ton of snaps. It's not like Montez out here getting 90, 90 to 95% of the snaps. Like he's mm-hmm. he's coming off the field a little bit. He's still being incredibly productive, man. Yep. I I I am really happy with the way our, our defense has played the last two weeks for sure, man. By the way, we're number five DVOA on defense. Number two, number two pass defense in the league, according to the outsiders. The Bucs are first, we're second. That's incredible. That's Really, something else. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, no. I mean, because there's been games. I mean, we talked about in this podcast. They want to get up thirty points for a game straight. And all that wasn't just the defense being bad. They had were putting a lot of bad positions by this offense. Mm-hmm. But ever since uh, that, uh, the end of the uh, Rams game, they've honestly been stepping it the fuck up. They they've yeah. been playing great. Second half of the Rams game, like basically since the second half of the Rams game, this has been a shutdown defense, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also got to give credit, not to get sidetracked for Montez, but we got to give credit to the coaches for pulling Aki, putting in Everett, and Holcomb came back healthy. I know we're going to talk about Holcomb, but mm-hmm. we basically added two missiles on this defense because those two are flying around, and there's more speed on the defense, and I feel like they brought up the energy of the entire defense. It's just – it's slowly just coming together, man. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and talk about Cole Holcomb. I, I, honestly, I've been excited to talk about him all week. Um we got to give Jay Gruden credit because this is one of Jay's guys, right? Isn't it one of people that Jay stood on the table for? That's, that's, what, that's, what, Jay, that's what Jay claims. That's, what, that's the rumor Jay put out. There. That's <laughs> how I put it. I don't know who picked Cole Holcomb. I know somehow it became, it, became a, it became something people said 
that it was mm-hmm. Jay's guy. It's funny how like, like all Jay's was, guys right? are good. Mm-hmm. All Jay, Jay, Jay ain't got no bad players he liked. Jay like, oh, I wanted Michael Thomas. I didn't want Doxon. I mean, I believe that. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because Doxon's reeks of Danny and Bruce. Damn. Nah, <laughs> nah, that was McLuhan. Don't try to put that on. Bruce Jay kept saying, well, we got to get him some jump balls. Got to get him some jump balls. Well, nah, coach, listen. we can't complete a fucking fade. You out here taking advice from a drunk? Uh, listen. Damn, damn. Damn. Holcomb plays fast. Holcomb plays physical. Mm-hmm. Fuck Zeke up. It was beautiful. You know, the great thing about there being no fans is when you watch that play, the mm-hmm. collision noise. Hear that shit. Oh, uh-huh. That's... That's fucking great linebacker play, man. That's what we needed. We needed that speed on the field. Hey, man. I said it when we drafted the kid. We saw it immediately from the camp days. Like, when he got on the field, instant speed, sideline to sideline. We knew last year he had to get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And now it's just like, obviously, he's back healthy. It's just he's elevated his game, man. And that is something that this defense needed because our linebackers have been absolutely pathetic this year. If we keep it, if we keep it at a buck, they've been fucking pathetic. Probably one of the worst groups in the league. They haven't been making no plays. They've been getting cooked by tight ends. It's just like it, it's a completely different linebacker core. Well, I mean, I guess I should say it as far as Holcomb leading them, but mm-hmm. to have Bostic, KPL, and then Thomas Davis a few times, it was just like it's just they don't really have that much speed. And you know, in this game. It's all about speed, sideline to sideline. You need your linebackers to be able to make plays. And Holcomb is flying around, man. And his game, he's not, he's nowhere near his ceiling. So, not big up Cole Holcomb. Uh, Cooley had said on his podcast either yesterday or today, um, one of the things that he loves about Cole Holcomb is that he's a film room junkie. And one of the things that he did while he was hurt the past month and a half was stay in that film room, rehabilitate, stay in the film room. And it shows like, not only is he fast and explosive, he's also everywhere he's supposed to be. There's no blown assignments from 55, ever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's another piece. You needed a guy who, when the defensive line is getting double team and occupying folks, somebody was going to come up and start plugging gaps and, and blowing up plays and getting TFLs. You weren't getting that a lot from Thomas Davis. You weren't getting that from Bostic. You were getting a little bit from KPL, but Holcomb is a guy moving forward I don't know how old he is. He's probably like 22, 23. Like, if you keep this group together, he can be the guy that really benefits the most from those dogs up front. I'm glad you just said that. He's 24, but it's like he's a young LB. You need your linebackers to have some energy. And every hit that he makes, it brings energy to that defensive mm-hmm. huddle. So, yeah, hey, man. And Rivera's much needed. Rivera's always had a middle linebacker, man. Maybe Cole Oakman can be his. Here. Oakman, you old fake ass Keekly out here. Let me see. Listen, <laughs> I, I, like, I'm not going to say, like, I have no reason to believe he can't be an NFL starting linebacker. Man. Absolutely. I can run. He's physical. I think his issue last year, he was having issues sometimes with tackling. Mm-hmm. He's thinking too much, Cliff. He's a fifth-round draft pick. The funny mm-hmm. thing about the film room stuff is he doesn't have a, he didn't have a choice to fucking right. walk on. Mm-hmm. Like, he bust his ass. Yep. These are the kind of guys we need on our team, man. Yep. Straight up. We, you know, the weird thing about our team is we generally have not had players mm-hmm. like Cole Holcomb on our team. Mm-hmm. Like, other teams have had Cole Holcombs, like these these mid-round picks who managed to not be mid-round picks athletically, right? We generally mm-hmm. take, like, our mid-round picks historically have been these guys with high ceilings that they're never going to reach. 
that it's never going to reach. It's like, yeah, he ran fast, but in college, he wasn't that good. Holcomb's the opposite, man. Holcomb's clearly a hardworking player. His attitude on the field is fantastic. Plays with great energy. Liked them last year. Need them back. And we're, I don't know. What, I mean, Sean Dion will get on the field at some point. But we are going to see some guys who were actually playing well at the end of last year. I think we're going to start seeing some of those guys on the field. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Landon Collins, man. First off, I'm heartbroken for him, man. That, that really sucks. The ACL or the Achilles there, I should say. He's done for the season. I know that people have been really, really hard on Landon um, the first month and a half through the season. And, you know, the criticism was pretty much justified because he wasn't really playing well. But he came out on Sunday and was came he out that, he had that, mode. He, he had that forced fumble that caused the safety on that first Cowboys drive. Um, listen, uh, Del Rio definitely watched that game versus uh, the Cardinals the week prior when Buda Baker was fucking up the Cowboys on that edge blitz by the strong safety. And they were, okay, Landon, this is what I want you to do. And yep. he was having he was having a simple game, man. It sucks to see his season end like this, man. Moving forward, you don't know what you're going to get from Landon because his play has been slipping a little bit. Now he's coming off of Achilles, which is generally really hard to bounce back from, man. But we, we hope for the best for him and hope that he can do his thing. Um, Everett. Ever had a good game. Ever had glad another, you, another I'm, I'm, really I'm glad you game. just said DeShazer Everett. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Um, for a second straight week, you see him coming up making plays. He, he had a really good pass breakup. I, I forget who was on, but um, he – Back in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. it was a C.D. Lamb. That was mm-hmm. a C.D. Lamb one. Actually, that's not even the one I was talking about. There was another one, but that, that one was a good one. And especially when you think about the fact that the very next play was the Holcomb interception – if he doesn't make that play, I mean, him making that play kind of let Holcomb have an interception and stop that drive, and that was right before halftime. It's mm-hmm. 22 to three. If they get that touchdown and they get the ball after half, who knows what happened? Maybe it's a whole different ball game. Right. So 22 was in the right place at the right time and made a play. But he comes up, he hits. And like I said last week, sooner or later, he's going to hit somebody and that ball's going to come flying loose. So keep mm-hmm. doing your thing, 22. I love it, man. Hey, man. Big up to the Shazer Everett. It's about time that we stop trying to find a replacement. Well, not the fans specifically, but I just want them to give this kid an opportunity, bro. Like, I know he's not, like you said, Paul, he's not your typical free safety, but when Landon went down, we went with Everett and Curl, who both are considered strong safeties, correct? So clearly Everett has the ability to play in space. He's a hard hitter. The dude is physical. It's very rare he makes a bad play. So it's like, I'm kind of glad he's getting his opportunity. He's still only 28 years old, but we know he's a special teams ace for us. He's been a special teams ace, but I'm just glad he's finally getting his chance because the dude is aggressive. And every time he makes a hit, his teammates run to him. Like he's always in, he's always around the ball. It's like, he knows where he needs to be at. He's not blowing coverages. I mean, he did have a bad penalty last week, but like the dude, I think he has, he has some potential, man. I'm not saying he's going to be some great free safety or strong safety force, but I think they need to give him a look because you can't always get a plus talent or draft the first round free safety, strong safety. Like sometimes you got to find these guys and this, I mean, he has some talent, man. So I just want to say big ups to Chase Everett. I hope he keeps playing well. I hope they keep giving him the opportunity and maybe for all we know, going into 2021, he could be one of our starting safeties. So big up to Everett, man. Yeah. Finally got his chance, man. He's been here a while. Mm-hmm. Finally got his chance. This is the first time he's, <clears throat> I think he had he had got a couple starts. I can't remember what year that was, but this was the first. This is the first time where it's been like an extended period. He knows he's going to be the starter. Mm-hmm. And to me, like this is the NFL. If you're on defense, 
If you haven't got a chance to prove yourself, you go out there, you better go out there and smack people. That's how mm-hmm. like if you're gonna go on the field, whether it's high school, college, whatever, this is your first opportunity on defense to get some snaps. You might make mistakes, but if you're smacking people out there, that's good enough for a lot of people, man. Yep. So I like the way he's, I like the physicality he's bringing to the table. Our defense is very physical. It's been mm-hmm. very physical the last two weeks. And and I don't know if y'all saw what Jonathan Allen said about the last couple. Y'all, I think y'all did see that. Mm-hmm. About, the, about the, how hard they've been practicing the last couple of weeks. They say the last two weeks of practice has been phenomenal. Phenomenal, yeah. So they got this kind of maintainer energy, man. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, our DBs, our safety has been much maligned. And it's almost made people forget that our corners are playing at a very high level, man. Yep, this yeah. is probably the best quarterback play we have had in about 20 years. Yeah. Uh, Kendall Fuller yeah. was targeted six times on Sunday, three for 15. Um, and that was on 32 coverage snaps. And he caught, he guarded Gallup, Lamb, and Cooper throughout the day. He guarded every single one of the receivers. He wasn't sitting on one side. He moved around and was like, he's, he's having a fucking great year, man. Like he, yeah. Well, even the guy that we signed in the offseason, Ronald Darby, like we had our question marks about him. And we got to admit, this brother's playing some good football, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mean to backtrack right now, but we didn't even mention Tim Settle. He had another fucking amazing game on Sunday. He did. He, Damn, he, Tim, he, Tim he had a sack. Up. I forgot about that. Yep. He just shows up every time he gets a chance to play. He's another motherfucker like uh like Everett. Every time he's on the field, he, he never, ever look at him like, yeah, you look out of place. Like, you shouldn't be playing. Mm-hmm. He just makes plays every single time he gets a chance to play, man. I know injuries happen, and I hate to bring it up, but damn, I wish we had Ionitis right now. Because mm-hmm. I know they're playing at a they're playing at an elite level, but God, if they still had ninety eight right now, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, what else? Should we talk about Hopkins again? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's time to bring somebody in, right? It's got to be. I don't even. I'm not even saying that it's just time to bring somebody in. They need to bring people in for tryouts, and Hopkins need to see. He needs to see these individuals kicking the ball on the field to understand. Like, look, Hop, we love you. You're great on kickoffs, you, your hang time. You you allow the, the special teams to get down there, but your job is to make kicks, make extra points. Like, Hop is struggling right now. We need to call a spade a spade. Like, yeah, I understand Rivera's got his back. He, I mean, he he clearly believes in him. He said it a few times, but with this team and how we don't have that offense that's going to give us a guaranteed 20 to 28 points a game, like those field goals are critical for us. And you out here just missing shit like that, Hop. Obviously, it was versus Dallas. We didn't need it, but it's definitely time to bring somebody in. And he needs to get his head out of his ass because if we're going to have a shot at winning this division, we're going to need our kicker to make field goals, period. Also, his kick is the, the reason they scored three points because Dustin Hopkins. That's a terrible kick. That was one of his terrible two shitty kickoff. ones. Yeah, I take that back. That was a shitty kickoff. Terrible kickoff. Look, man. There are two people that I think, like, obviously now the conversation, regardless of whether people want to mock it or not, winning the division is part of the conversation now, mm-hmm. right? There are two people on this team who I'm pretty sure if we don't win the division, it'll be because of those two. <laughs> One is the kicker. The other is the quarterback. <laughs> I, like, and that's with no offense, Kyle, like, but turnovers, like, we can't afford turnovers. It's the guy who turned the ball Straight up. At some point, it's the customer. You have been missing kicks for a while now, my G. Yeah, man. Yeah. There is good. There, whether it's a game where, because you know the kicks that Hopkins misses. The, my issue with Hopkins is that 
he won't miss a kick where it's like, dude, we just had a good drive. Everybody feeling good. It's about to be 10-10. Just make the kick, man. 43-yarder, wide right. See that shit go up like, oh! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> he misses the ones that, like, you, you look back and you're like, we needed those. Mm-hmm. And I often just, the issue is we don't score enough points. We That's can't right. afford you to be missing kicks. We can't, man. We need those three. We need yeah, every three. We're not three. the fucking Chiefs. No. Remember that Dr. Umar gift when he's just like, uh, <laughs> hold on for one second. I got your competition on the phone. You, you better be on the phone with Mike Vanderjack or some of them. Mike Vanderjack? For real, man. You got a bye week right now. I know we had somebody on the practice squad. Uh, it was I, Brett Maher or it was Brett, I was going to say it was Brett Maher. Is Maher or Maher? Whatever his name is. Whatever the fuck it is. Somebody needs to be kicking field goals at Ashburn this week. And just, I don't know, maybe you have Hopkins lifting weights at the same time you just watch him kick field goals. Just let him know that this is real. Like, hey, Hop, I know you're back there squatting, but you see it, look on the field. <laughs> so did, did you all, I mean, we were talking about the defense. You all saw what I sent you all about um, Eric Reed. Yeah, let's talk about Eric Reed real quick. Clear it up for me real quick. So what is the whole practice squad uh protocol is there something to do with COVID? like they have to be on practice squad first or am i making that up i was under the assumption that anybody that gets signed with the COVID situation like a free agent even in a trade situation like well i take that back let me run that back anybody that's a free agent right now and you get signed i thought you automatically had to go to the practice squad because of the COVID situation basically it's like a COVID protocol where you're on a practice squad for a certain amount of days, and once mm-hmm. you you clear, then they bring you up to the active roster. I didn't yes. think it was a situation where you're just signed to the practice squad, and maybe we'll call you up. Like that's how so, I feel like Eric Reed took it. You know what I'm saying? No, so I think I they. I think what might have happened is they offered him a practice re, a practice squad spot, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, hey, we're going to sign you as a free agent. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they offered it to sign him to the practice squad, mm-hmm. but he should know he was going to get called up. Nah, there's but no that, way, that, there's that, no that, way hey. Rivera called Eric Reed to put him on the practice squad and leave him there. There's no way. Yeah, that practice squad money ain't shit, man. It's not. But um, at the same time, Devontae Freeman, he got signed off the street, and he didn't have to go to practice squad first, did he? No, nah, so that's be, what I'm saying. I could be I wrong. He, sorry, sorry, my bad in the article. It's like Washington had a need. It made the call, but only for a practice squad spot. Mm. So, and they says, uh, Reed has been working out. We're waiting for an opportunity to join the team's active roster. He said he was told that Washington wants to give Curl a shot at starting, which is what, remember when we talked about Absolutely. Eric Absolutely. That's what we that's wanted. What I, said. Anyway. I was like, no, nah, we got to play. We got to give Cameron Curl a chance. Yeah, I'm cool Cameron with Curl looks like a decent, he looks like he might be a good player. Yep. I don't see, like, yeah, we're trying, we can talk about division stuff all we want, but we got a young player who, Deserves an opportunity like he's been here. Deserves an opportunity to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it brought Jimmy Reeves. I have always liked Reeves. I thought it was kind of a shame he didn't make the squad last year, but uh, the, the numbers didn't work out like that. And uh, now he'll get his chance. Listen, landing going down, it, it sucks. It really does suck. But he wasn't playing well. He hasn't played well all season. Curl has showed some things. I would like to see him get a chance to play. I, you know, I understand that you have to add somebody whether it's Eric Reed or Tony Jefferson or, or Jeremy Reeves or somebody, anybody. I, I want to see Cameron Curl get his chance to, to go out there 
and be with the starting 11 and play an entire game, get his feet wet, because the chances are that Lane is not long for this team anyway, whether he's gone after next year or something like that. Curl's going to be here, and he's going to have a chance to earn his, his, his spot as a starter on this team, as a strong, strong safety moving forward. So let's see what he can do. Let's see, for better or worse, let's see what he can go out there and if he can actually make some plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What else? You talk about Jason Jason Wright? What do you do? He was talking about the name this week. Again? <laughs> but see, he's just being transparent. Some shit that Bruce would never do. So I ain't knocking Jason Reed for anything he's doing. He's he's just trying to keep the fans involved. So but right. I mean Paul, go ahead. I mean, we no, I was just him. I was just gonna say let's just have a dialogue about it because I know that he said that there might be a chance that there's no name till after 2021, which I have no problem with, but obviously folks don't have an opinion. Paul, you guys might have one. Yeah, well, he also, so. I don't know if you saw the quote today, but he said we might have the name by um, the beginning of the 2021 season. Right. I heard that too. Yeah. So, I mean, let, let the man do his job, man. Like this, this org from the top on down has been an absolute shit show. I'm okay with the slow process of finding a name and him getting the stadium and just, just trying to shine a new light on this whole organization. Cause this place has been shitty. If we keep it in the buck on the field and off. Mm-hmm. They've had scandals. The team sucked. The owner has sucked. The team president sucked. Like everything has just sucked. <laughs> so I'm going to keep it a buck. I like what Jason Rice doing. I don't know how much consideration they're truly taking as far as when fans, you know, give their opinion on the team name and stuff. But I mean, he's being open. He's just trying to talk to people, keep them in the loop. Like I'm cool with, what, with everything that's going on. The people that are rushing the name, who gives a fuck about the name? Let's win ball games on Sunday. I don't care yeah. about the name right now. I really Seriously, don't. It, it's really an afterthought to me, but that's just my opinion. All I ask is that the the fucking people on television just call the team Washington. It's, Stop it's fucking this weak. fucking shit. They think man. it's funny though. It's weak as fuck. Oh, but that, football but that's team has the ball. Just say Washington, bro. That's as if thing. there's not they two football teams Washington. on the field though. Like you're you're being really petty about the situation. Like if I was in the booth with somebody and they kept calling the football team, I'd be like. Off my hey nigga, you gotta shut the fuck up, man. This shit's not funny. <laughs> it, it really is. This shit is weak. This shit is whack. Like, it is though, man. Call him Washington, man. The, the bit has run its course, man. It's no longer funny. But the crazy thing is, people have always just called it. Sometimes people that never wanted to use the name would always say Washington. Now it's like right. because they it's Washington football team. You would oh, well, the football team, the football right. team. Now it's, those same dickheads are calling it the football team. It's like, it's, look, man. It's weak as fuck, man. Look, we changed the name. I didn't like the name. We changed the name. Washington football team is the name for now. If you're going to also mock that too, now you're just being a dickhead. And that's all they don't call man. the team Washington and move the fuck forward. You Seriously. can't be like, well, uh, the, you can be like, you can call them Philadelphia during the game, but somehow you can't manage to call them Washington. You can mm-hmm. call them Dallas during the game, but somehow you can't manage to call it Washington. Stop being dickheads, folks. Your jokes mm-hmm. aren't funny. It's really not. It's really lame as fuck. <laughs> The football team that's second and eight. Okay, right. you stupid motherfucker. It's Washington with the ball, second and eight. Come on, gotta man. hit this. Gotta hit this motherfucker with the uh, CP3 gif. <laughs> 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, who was that? Was, was that uh, Doc Rivers? He was, he was, like, like, was Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. He was like, ha ha ha, you bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can do this again next week and talk about. Just some bi-week shit, I guess. 
Yeah, some, I'm sure some shit will happen. Yeah, we can do a pod next week and just be like, what, like, what do we know? Yeah, definitely. Because like, we, we want to talk about the Giants, you know, because yeah. that's going to be important. You know, and the trade deadline. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Next week, let's do trade deadline, like what we've learned about the team, and then we also talk about the playoffs. Shit, nigga, but... we might need to do an emergency pod tomorrow if we get Marvin Jones. It's like, now nah, let me chill. Damn, <laughs> over Marvin Jones. <laughs> I mean, hey, come on, Paul. Look. <laughs> come on, dog. With where no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not at, playing. I'm, we would have to do an emergency pod for Marvin Jones. Man. You know that if anybody on this pod right now wanted to have an emergency podcast for Marvin Jones, it would be me. I'm just saying, I know <laughs> there's some niggas that you don't really have to hop on the microphone and be like, yeah, what number is he going to wear? Shit. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say emergency pod if we were signing Anthony Armstrong or some shit, but. Shit, if, oh, we, wow. sign AB, if we sign AB. We gotta hop on the podcast. We getting like, on the mic at midnight, like right. <laughs> <laughs> on a final note, the next time we do a pod will be after the election. God damn! Mm-hmm. You bitch ass niggas better get out there and vote. I'm talking to all the people listening. You better fucking vote. Do your part, man. And I'm gonna openly say who you should vote for. You know it. who the fuck I'm going to say. So I ain't got to say it out loud. Right? Vote. Do not vote for that orange motherfucker. Period. And if you are offended and you want to leave with zero stars, then that's, that, is the, that is the whole ass behavior. You probably shouldn't be listening thing. anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So how have you listened to this podcast for years or months or weeks or whatever and not know how we get down? Like, is this a surprise to you? It's not a hot take. So, <laughs> no, uh, but next Tuesday is a very big day. It is, man. Well, no, well, next Tuesday is the start of a very, very big day because you mm-hmm. know some people think that that's the end of it, but it's very important that people do their part to yeah. stop this bullshit. Yes, yes. in close. Oh, God, it's the biggest election of our lives. Not even close, and people really have to grasp how important it is to get out and make your voice heard because go on for another four years, the country's not gonna, gonna make it. It, it just ain't, and I'm not, I'm not sensationalizing this at all. The country's nope. not gonna make it. We're not. Nope. B-O-T-E, vote. Period. Straight up.